0: Welcome to the podcast, Becoming Goddess, again, I'm your host, Yogi Vanessa. I am a clairsentient psychic healer, kundalini yoga teacher, bioenergetic healer, and spiritual life coach. After writing my first book, Living in the Magic of Life, which you can find on my website, yogivanessa.com, this podcast was born out of my observation of the world around me, working with medicine women, shamans and healers. I will continue to do this interviewing people from around the world so that we can all find our authentic voice. It is now our time to awaken and become conscious. Please comment below or check out my website yogivanessa.com. Thank you for joining me. You can join me on every first and third Monday of every month. Now let's get to the show. I am beyond blessed to be able to welcome not only a friend and a fellow Kundalini yoga teacher, but a true healer through her gift of song. This goddess, Sukh Dave Jackson, is one half of the musical duo Icona. This amazing mantra music in the New Age music category is not only a shapeshifter of consciousness, but also. A way shower. If you've ever been to a Kundalini yoga class anywhere in the world, it is quite certain that you would have heard Ikana's music. Please join me in welcoming Sukh Dave to the show. Welcome Sukh Dave to Becoming Goddess again. I am more than honored to welcome you and to see you and to be in your light and your energy as you are becoming the most heart-centered friend of mine. And being around you is electric and so exciting. Let's work our way on to you and how amazing everything that you're doing, who you are, what you've been through. So thank you for being here, truly. Thank
1: you, Vanessa. I'm so honored and And um, equally, I just you know, I love what you're creating and, and your sort of magnetic presence that is really uh, intuitive and on point. And it's it's wonderful to get to know you and then to also share with you in this way that we can share this message of consciousness with more people.
0: Exactly. So let's dive into the consciousness. <laughs>
1: yes, let's do that.
0: So let's talk about everything that you've done, you know, in your own way. What is it that you believe has allowed you to become this conscious at this moment in time?
1: Yeah, I think um, the way that I relate to consciousness is really a journey. It's a journey of becoming. There's many different sort of, let's, let's identify consciousness like a radio frequency, right? And there's certain radio frequencies that you tune into with wherever you're at. So whatever radio frequency you're vibrating, you're basically going to attract that frequency to you so for me um it's been a journey of hard beginnings as a child i went through a lot i had a lot of trauma as a child losing my mother losing my grandmother um you know as a young girl around six and seven and you know taught me a lot about life but it also it kind of it built my spirit in a way that i became very willful and very courageous but it also broke something in me because at that age you don't really understand so there's this like break of trust and belonging that happened very early on for me um and so you know i very quickly as a teenager fell deeply into drugs and and alcoholism and just a lot of addiction very early on I was very much a functioning addict always working always sort of keeping myself together but I I quickly fell into that consciousness that was the consciousness that I was vibrating was the people that I was around and it just was what what was happening in those years and I went on a journey with that for 15 years um, literally till I was about 33 and I moved to Los Angeles when I was 26 trying to escape that world and I'd given up class A drugs but then I was still like using marijuana and alcohol and I was in an abusive relationship for four years when I came to LA and then I had to untangle myself from that because I I, I faced this moment in my life where I knew that I had a gift I knew I had this gift of song um, that I wanted to share and that just was like it was what kept me alive it was the most important thing to me and I remember I would have these nights where I would wake up just like in the biggest panic attacks of like oh my god I can't believe there's all this music there's all these songs and I can't stop smoking and I can't stop getting high and I can't stop drinking and I'm totally addicted in this chaotic dramatic relationship like my nervous system was addicted to chaos because that's that I had known as a child. So I was bathing in that frequency and I, by the grace of God, I think some amazing people came into my life and I started doing some work um, at the Landmark Forum and really sort of like dealing with my past and and really coming to a resolution with what I'd lived. And then I met, you know, the man who is now my husband and he became an incredible figure in my life where he was a part of my then music band um, and and he began to take me very gently on this journey of healing and it was I wasn't we weren't in a, cu- a couple for many years after we weren't in a relationship there wasn't even that interest there was something that I saw in his eyes one day and I said to him I said whatever you have I want that and I'll do whatever it takes and he said okay you know he was like a spiritual counselor you know still is and he was like, OK, I'm going to put you on a six month program. And it was everything from veganism to cleansing, to yoga, to sweat lodge. Then he introduced me to Kundalini yoga, um, to Qigong. I mean, we would just like get into the the most incredible <laughs> sort of like, you know, healing uh, practices that, you know, that. That, that really, I had never experienced anything like that. The 6 months program turned into 21 months. Oh, my gosh. He was like, at six months, he was like, God, we haven't even put a dent into this. Like, you need to go for another... Um, uh, 12 months, whatever, 18 months. And I was so mad. I was like, F you. I've had enough of all this. I'm not doing this anymore. But I realized that I needed it. You know, At the same token, at the very beginning, early works of our, the beginning time when I was working with him, I also went into 12 Step. And I recovered. I went to Marijuana Anonymous and I went to Al-Anon. And I really worked those programs for two years. And that really helped me to unhook from all my addictive behaviors. And it helped me to unhook from that relationship. And I finally put a closed in that. And then Akka, you know, he took me to one Kundalini yoga class with Guru Singh. I had already done a 40-day practice by myself and had a total kundalini awakening in london because akka had sent me with kirtan kriya and awakening your 10 bodies to london i had visa issues i had to go spend three months in london i had you know i had just fasted for 10 days i got there like just like a light beam my family was like who are you (laughs) you know and i was upstairs in my room doing kundalini yoga and (laughs) you know and having these like crazy awakenings and then you know after 40 days i had no teacher no community i completely crashed And went back into some old behavior, though I didn't go back into addiction. And I I, I finally came back to L.A. And I literally, from the airport, I went straight to Aka's house. And I was like, knock, knock, please help. I'll do whatever you tell me to. Wow. (laughs) And he started taking me. That's when... The, the real kundalini uh, piece came in. He started taking me to sadhana every morning at Yoga West. I would sleep on his bed. He'd sleep on the floor. And, and he started taking me to sadhana every single day. And I felt myself, you know, in sadhana just unravel from all the trauma, the pain that I went through. Um, you know, not all of it, because I have to say, like I started with, consciousness is a journey. I'm now dealing and peeling with the root of the trauma at a whole other, in a whole other way and layer than I was 15 years ago in those sadhana mornings. You know, so it started, it began with sadhana at Yoga West, and then he took me to a Guru Singh class, first class, and Guru Singh said, Who's doing teacher training? And my hand shot up, and I was like, trying to bring my hand down, and it kept going up. <laughs> and in the next, the next couple of weeks, I started teacher training, and then I started teaching within three months, and that was the beginning of my new life basically you know so that's a little bit of the backstory
0: how what inside of you knew that this was it was it all the changing you had done all the layers that you removed already and I mean you looked into his eyes and you just you knew that you wanted what he had but
1: it was freedom that was freedom okay. what I saw was spirit it was spirit it was the light of of love the light of spirit and I hadn't seen that before in anybody I'd, I'd never seen that you know mm. he was the first person that showed me that by his beingness was that yeah so the moment what how did I know you know when you start when you strip away the noise The noise of addiction, the noise of um, drama, the noise of chaos. And you start to just get down to your nature. And there's just an inner knowing that is naturally there for everybody. It's just, it's called intuition. And you know, as, as our teacher would say, intuition is the only reality. You know, this illusion is not the reality. Intuition is the only reality. And so I started to hear my own soul speak to me. And and it became very clear and very simple. Like, okay, I'm doing teacher training. And then like anybody who asked me to teach, I would teach. And my whole life became about teaching. Uh, teaching what I had overcome and, and what I had, you know, um, experienced. Um, and then that's just evolved over the last 15 years. yeah and i feel that everybody has that inner knowing it's just about getting quiet enough and stripping away the layers which is a journey it does not happen overnight and it's like i'm 15 years into sobriety and this spiritual practice and i have a solid you know 4 30 a.m sadhana and it's like i'm deeper more stripping than ever <laughs> you know it's like all the shadows re- reveal themselves all the egos all the health stuff like whatever's been suppressed it all comes to the surface because in order to come into our true nature That's the road we have to go through these things. We have to go through the different layers.
0: But you feel that you've done enough work at this point where you sort of reached some state of homeostasis or consciousness so that you know when you're going into the shadow, when going into the darkness and peeling away new layers, you
1: have that awareness, right? Definitely, definitely. And I will say that you know a lot of the time I'm taken by surprise. I'm like, wow this oh what I gotta work on that oh this ego like you know new situations bring up new things like becoming a teacher and having a following that brings up new things around like the spiritual ego and it's like oh I get to deal with that now so it's like the work never ends you know and I'm very clear that I'm in earth school (laughs) and I you know and that's it I'm in earth school I'm here to learn I'm here to share, I'm here to give, but at the end of the day, I consider myself a student of life forever and ever. That's never gonna change. And I feel like, yes, there is a certain sort of level of mastery because of my daily practice, because of my connection to the infinite, because of my trust in that, my deep faith. There is a certain level of deep in the knowing that whatever happens, I will be carried through it, you know, no matter how bad it is. And it's been bad, you know, I mean, it's been, I mean, I don't want to say bad because there's a divine order to everything, but it's, it's been pretty epic these last few years. And I've been carried through all of it. And mostly what has carried me through it is my community, my family, and number one, my sadhana, my daily practice.
0: That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to get into your music because that is clearly such a gift of yours. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I'm curious just for the listeners, do you ever have days where there are doubts that you will be sustained and your brightness will come back and your the ups and the downs, you know, do you have ebb and flow in
1: your life at all? I have ups and downs all the time. I have doubts a lot of the time absolutely but what's what's beyond that is if i take just a deep breath and i zone into my third eye i'm i'm reconnected to that place within me that is unbroken and that knows that i will be carried i mean of course i've just been through you know a whole month of you know deep inquiry into the bean and 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 my my younger brother was in hospital in intensive care for nearly a month and it was terrifying after having lost my older brother last year uh you know and i had to every day i was at my altar just praying as hard as i could and and really revisiting that terror of death you know of losing somebody close to you that you love and that's been my last month and then now it's like I feel amazing, I've been fasting, I've been taking care of myself, I'm about to go on world travels with my family and, you know, it's a whole other cycle and that's life. It's like, you know, I've come out of this extremely difficult, you know, four weeks, basically, the whole of January. And now I'm going into this extremely exciting world travel, finishing the album, you know, whole other phase. And then I know what's after that is probably another dip into the deep ocean of inquiry and transformation. And the thing that there is to remember is that when we are in the fire, we are transforming. We are growing, you know, Most likely, if you're uncomfortable in your life, you're growing.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: You know, and that Guru Singh told me that. He goes, if you're uncomfortable, good, you're (laughs) growing, you know?
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's shift on to the goddess. You're half of the group, Ikana here with me and let's talk about you know what it took for you to get to this gift and what it does for you on a healing level because as a teacher as a student as a avid listener (laughs) to your music it does a lot for me so Mm. i'm curious what it took for you to get there and what it continues to do for you how it feeds you and how it heals you Mm.
1: yeah i mean i believe that we've all come with unique gifts um, I, I knew since I had this this incredible moment when I was six years old, I remember it very, very clearly. I was walking home from boarding school on a weekend, so I used to go to a boarding school. I must have been a little older than six. I must have been about nine because I was in there for about four years, five years. And I was walking home and I was humming along the beautiful green path. And I suddenly stopped and I said to myself, huh i wonder how songs are written i wonder how songs come together and it's like i've been answering that question my whole life wow and 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 i always loved music i mean i was a dancer for years you know I, i mean from just so young music would just make me happy i danced all the time I did gymnastics. I just wanted to move my body. And I danced until I was, I was a professional dancer until I was about 20, 23, 24. I started at 16 as a professional dancer in London. And I danced until I was about 22, 23. And music was just in my bones, you know. I just loved it. And then I, I started writing poetry when I was about 13 and that evolved into songs it evolved actually into raps (laughs) because I was actually I used to rap before I ever sung (laughs) so as a 16 year old I was like an MC that rapped in English and in French it was very cool it was very hip you know and I got a record deal like from that when I was 18 with a big record company EMI in London And it was just, you know, it's just the calling. It's just the knowing that when you're so passionate about something and and you align yourself within, because my music is such a reflection of the integrity that I've had to come into within my own being in order to access that gift. And I feel like, you know, as a 46-year-old woman now, Uh, as a mother, as a wife, as a teacher, that I am just coming into that next level of that gift and really learning how to tap into that channel. But it's a huge, you know, when you have a, a, and we all have unique gifts. I don't consider myself special. I think it's very ordinary to have a unique gift. Everybody has one. There is no extraordinary beings we are all ordinary people that if we do the work to tap into our our soul and balance the soul human experience like you're half human half soul you're not just a human you will tap into your own unique gift and you will develop that you know and so I feel like where we're at with our music and And releasing a new album, you know, very shortly in 2019 is a culmination of the years and years and years of dedication, discipline, devotion, integrity that have marinated, you know, over time that are now ready to fully blossom and be shared, you know, hopefully to to millions of people that will really be uplifted not only by the music, but by the lifestyle of, of, of you know that we love to live which is primarily kundalini yogic it's a yogic lifestyle and a yogic consciousness and our whole family uh, my daughter my six and a half year old sahesh and aka my husband it's like that's our life that's what we want to share with people it's like a life outside of the regular box is totally possible and we don't have to live within this box of like what we were shown or like how our parents raised us right yeah
0: absolutely so as you said it wasn't by mistake you had your soul was talking to you as a as a younger child about music mm-hmm. about song so but i'm curious actually about your opinion isn't it interesting now you said you know you're 40 what Six, 40 something 46, 46. Yeah. isn't it interesting that you're becoming so powerful now at 40 so my question to you is is it because of the paradigm shifting or do you feel you've gained so much strength and you have so much wind behind you with experience that you actually feel now is the time to really blossom mm. or is it both together? What do you think it is?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think that it's a combination of many things. I think that it's the dedication of a 15-year you know, following a spiritual path, which comes along with sobriety. I think that's a big piece of it to be able to hear the soul and be in communication with the soul. A woman's wisdom and age definitely has a lot to do with it. And, and having, you know, and being a woman that is, um, I faced myself, you know, I faced my darkness and I faced my shadow and I continue to do so in the most loving way that, that I can. And I think that, a woman's wisdom is, is really fished out of those places. Like she has to visit those dark corners of her mind, um, you know, within herself to really heal and connect to that wisdom. I think every human being has to. There's no, you know, the spiritual bypass that, you know, there's a lot of people that are experiencing like, oh, I'm on the spiritual path and it's just about being in the bliss bubble and don't look down here in the lower chakras because we're just up here in the upper four, you know? (laughs) I think that that's something to pay attention to on the path and I think that it's a false idea a false ideal of what a spiritual life is. You can bet your bottom dollar, whatever, that you know every great master teacher has gone to the depths of hell within themselves to find the gems of heaven. Oh,
0: that's you know, beautiful.
1: and and I think that uh, it's it's in our service to everybody. And I think the teenagers, they really, especially the teenage girls, I feel like they really know this they know this and they're not afraid of it you know and there's some beautiful movements and and things happening with with young women that are are really supporting one another and creating community to really help each other and men too you know men really need our support they really need our loving tenderness and our nourishing they don't need like us to like you know like just be these controlling females they need like that tender loving, inspiring, motivating, you know, fierce Shakti aspect that we have to give, you know? So that's that's my answer. I feel like um, you know, it's a combination of, of everything because we are it's the integrity of the whole web. You're not just, you know, if I just do this one thing like learn music. I don't even know music. I play by ear. I've never studied music. I play by feel, like musicians think I'm crazy putting that chord with this chord over here. I don't even know, I could barely figure out my chords on the guitar. I just play by feel. Wow. You know, and I only started playing guitar when I was like 30 something. Wow. You know, so it's very new for me still, you know, maybe 15 years of playing guitar and not really, you know, being that serious about it. But it's, yeah it's just something I've loved and dedicated to and and so and 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 yeah and somewhat of a natural gift as well but which we all have if we just can focus in on it you know
0: well you've obviously done this in previous lifetimes maybe that's for sure you can't master it the way you do (laughs) just by learning it a few years ago uh so let's get into this method that you use, or I don't know what you use, to find within you the power, the support, and the wherewithal to help your divine masculine next to you. But not Mm. only next to you, within your partnership, but within Uh, yourself. mm. How do you find that is it clarity you
1: know when you're shifting out of your shakti or yeah that's a good question you know i'm very i'm very in touch with my masculine by nature you know i mostly grew up without a mother i most i grew up with three brothers i was always around men i was you know i was raised in boarding school from 6 years old to 18 so those are the very formative years and i really got to create i was always a leader you know, in those environments, I got to create my own identity. And my identity is is one of a, a very, a lot of willpower, you know, a lot of courage, but it can also turn into a lot of control, which I've really had to work with, you know, which can be a very masculine force. So I recognize that in myself through the work that I've done that I have this tendency to wanna to control um, which 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 is not beneficial to me as a woman because it wears me out and and I've really learned as a mother to sort of like be in a softened space of surrender and that's what really, as a mother, and as a wife serves me greatly to allow to drop into my feminine because in my business, because I'm so passionate about it. And and I am an entrepreneur, I'm very masculine. So I've got, you know, my, my school for women, I've got Icona, our music group, you know, so it takes a lot of fire to run those two businesses and, and hold a household and be a musician. So it's, Like, I feel like my masculine qualities really come online in those domains. And then, you know, I'm at an age, too, as a woman where, you know, I'm really looking forward to softening more on all levels, even in my business. So for the first time, I've hired an assistant and I'm actually going to relinquish control and turn the admin to somebody else so that I can be in creation mode you know and that's been like a wish for the last seven years but it's only happening now uh, just because I'm at a place where I can't do this anymore like it just takes too much time I want to be writing songs and, and creating curriculums and creating teacher trainings you know so it's very much it's such a a journey of just um, learn, failures and successes like oh well this doesn't work this behavior doesn't work and like oh this softening this surrendering this intention work works well you know so which one do i want to wear myself out using too much of my masculine energy or do i want to soften into my shakti that is uber powerful because as women when we tap into our true power wow it's like we can move mountains we really can you know and in my relationship that's a constant work uh, with my husband is is to soften into my feminine and allow him to sort of be that all-encompassing masculine energy
0: it's been as you know we've been in the Piscean age which is very patriarchal very masculine dominated so in a way I'm picking up not just from you but from the cosmos that we had to be in that mode of masculinity because we had no other choice we had to we had to conform to the energies because that's what the energies were giving us Mm -hmm. but now as it's shifting and we're still in that cusp period but we're getting much more pulled into the feminine which is the Aquarian age everybody you know you're always talking about it Bruce sings always talk everyone's always talking about it so it's like if everyone is talking about it why don't more people listen because I'm really hearing that and you're saying it and it's my experience as well and I'm sure so many people listening I know so many people from Hollywood because that's my background and they are women but they're men
1: Mm. they are total
0: men Controlling everything, and they think that they have won because they've gained all that control. But now, of course, things are crosswired. And tell me what you do. Do you have, for these women and for anyone listening, what do you do to really engage that consciousness to say to yourself, as you said? you're releasing that control now you're having an assistant what do you do on a daily practice though to get into your feminine and find that balance
1: i you know there's a for me the the and and this is you know the the heart of shakti school the woman school that i started to train women back into their power and and it's all based on the kundalini yoga teachings that yogi bhajan gave for women because these teachings are, are have transformed my life and that's really what the Kundalini path that I've taken and that I now teach. Uh, but but a simple teaching like this, you know, he said these three C's are women's biggest downfall. Comparing, competing, and complaining. It will tear a woman down. And a woman mostly is controlling and all of that because she's comparing and competing, you know? And then she complains about it, you know? So the three C's, you turn them into the positive three C's, which is contentment, containment, so learning how to contain your energy as a woman, and commitment, how to be committed, how to be a disciple of your own truth, how to, to establish a foundation of a daily practice for yourself whatever that entails. And I think that things like that, little slogans like that, for me are a daily reminder, like where I feel like I might want a, my husband's making a meal a particular way. And I'm like, no, no, you should be doing it this way and do that. Why are you doing that? It's like, can I soften in that moment and just let him do his thing and move out the kitchen and go play with my daughter and then receive his meal with tremendous gratitude? You know, another thing that really helps me Uh, to soften into my feminine and which Yogi Bhajan gave an amazing teaching on for women is the art of appreciation. And like learning how to appreciate everything around her, even her health challenges, her pain, her shadow, everything that she go, because he says that when you bring appreciation to the darkness, the darkness just thrives on the fight. It thrives on the pain but when you bring to appreciation to it it dissolves it just dissolves it no longer exists so that's been really my practice uh, for many years and and I've been teaching a lot on that uh, at Shakti school it's just like how can we which is such a basic fundamental teaching that's everywhere now the art of gratitude The art of appreciation, right? Because God, you know, the way that we look at in Kundalini Yoga, God is your psyche and how you look at the world. If you look at the world in appreciation, it changes your experience of God. And all of a sudden, you feel connected to the divine in a way that you may never have before. And all the synchronicities and all the incredible little, you know, aha moments are just happening, like on the regular becomes your life. Woo! Comes your life. Love that. Okay, so let's
0: get into it. Let's create it right now. What is your vision of Divine Feminine and Divine Masculine?
1: My vision is that each human being takes responsibility for what they are creating in their life. That each human being finds a way, finds a path, finds some kind of teacher, any teacher, it could be nature, it could be a plant, it could be a person that they can connect to so that they can just return to their true nature and live in a more harmonious way with with the beauty that is, that is, that just is, with the love that is. I mean, when you look around, it's so clear that that this is all created out of a tremendous love I mean nature sunsets moon rises I mean if you think about oceans it just can only be created from this incredible source of love and so Tapping into that source within ourselves. It's so not complicated. It's just about each person, you know, taking responsibility, coming out of victim mode, seeing beyond the human eyes and actually closing their eyes and looking within and just feeling connected to their breath. The breath is invisible. You take your breath away, there's nothing left. So what is that connection to the breath? Who is the giver of breath? And getting in touch with that, and I feel that the masculine and the feminine just will divinely level and balance itself out everywhere as each person works on themselves or connects with themselves, and it's just so simple. You know, and the more work that, and I'm sure you're finding this as a teacher, it's like the more work you do, the simpler it gets.
0: Yeah, but I see so much pain around me and darkness and I can, you know, spread my light just as you do with yours and pray that the world uplifts. But when every individual actually does their own work and as you're talking about this, it's not hard. I don't think it's hard work. It looks hard when you're looking at it from the bottom of the mountain type of thing. Uh It does look challenging, but then once you're at the top, you're thinking, that was so easy. Like, do you look back at the last 15 years and think, oh, it was so hard to get to where I am? Or do you think, no, it was just necessary?
1: Yeah, I think it was necessary. And I have those moments when I'm deep in it and I'm deep in the shadow work where I think like, why is it so hard? You know, I have those moments for sure, for sure. But when I'm in my right state uh, of like, equilibrium and really connected to my spirit and my heart I'm like wow look how the universe has supported me every single step look at how everything that I've gone through was necessary to get me to this awakening like all the trauma that I lived as a child you know everything that happened it was necessary to awaken you know into into this into these gifts and share yeah and serve
0: oh that's amazing when you just said that i got the chills that you stay connected to the divine and the infinite within you Mm. so let's close on not being overly woo woo but what do you think of your divinity of your spirituality of your connection to father sky and mother earth what do you what do you feel when you think about it
1: it just feels like home. It just feels like that's who I am in my essence. Like all these, the way that I look and dress and the way that I post my life on Instagram, like that's just the entertaining part of it. It's just the egos. It's just the, it's the facade, it's the mask, you know, but, but and it's okay, it's needed. You're in the world. You better have a positive ego and use it wisely to serve, you know, which is what I feel like my whole family dedicated themselves to. And it feels like I'm home. It's the most natural place to be. Like, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to try to be. There's nothing to fix. It's like, here I am. I am being. I am in harmony and in communication with with my soul, with my own infinity, and with that which created me. And that's just home, you know?
0: Wow, okay. I want to thank you so much very much Mm -hmm. honestly this has been a dream for me from the moment that i ran up on that stage after Uh Sonatum kerr's amazing concert in santa barbara and i something was pulling me towards you Mm. and i couldn't stop it Mm. i I don't know what this is but Mm. you have this magnetism and it's Mm. been such a journey To get to know you and i appreciate you and the gifts that you're providing for us as teachers and as students Mm. and as friends and as women and for everyone who is interested sukdev jackson can you tell us where we can find you
1: yeah sure so our music is at ikana.com which is a-y-k-a-n-n-a.com and then uh, my woman's work is at Sukdev Jackson, which is S-U-K-H-D-E-V, Jackson.com, or ShaktiSchool.com. And, uh, yeah, same thing for Facebook and Instagram, the same names. That's where you can find us. All right. I'd love to connect. And Come you'll be at Satnam Fest, right? We'll be at Sutnam Fest in, uh, in uh, April. Yeah, very excited about that in Malibu, and that's at satnamfest.com. And uh, we'll be releasing our album in April, and we'll be doing a tour, a West Coast tour in May. And you'll find all that information. And an East Coast tour in August, and you'll find all that information on our website.
0: Okay, honey. Grateful, deepest gratitude. I love you. so good to see you before you leave your trip. You too. (laughs) I didn't get to give you a real hug. But uh, if you don't mind, can you ask a question out there into the ethers? And I'm going to pull a goddess card, and we're going to see what you get. You got Unag. There is no need to hurry or force... (laughs) things to happen. <laughs> Everything is occurring in perfect timing.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Just what I needed. Oh, yeah. The, Lovely. The doves. Easy doves. That's so perfect. Do you want to know the question I asked? Sure. I was like, what is Icona to do next? Like, you know, we already have so much on our plate, and I'm like, what are we doing next? <laughs> <laughs> And it's really the medicine that I have to bring to, to our relationship as business partners, you know, it's really that ease and that flow because Akka doesn't respond well to anything else. Yeah. And we do so much better in that space together.
0: Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's also the flow, right? When you're yeah. open, you receive yeah. better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes total sense.
1: Exactly.
0: All right, my love. Thank you.
1: You're so welcome.
0: I'd like to thank Sook Dave for joining me, for playing with me, for sharing with me, and for all of you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks.